Hey everyone! Welcome to Sundowners, an audio diary of stories, struggles, and lessons learned while living on a sailboat in the Caribbean. My name is Megan. And I'm Travis, and we're thrilled to have you along for the sail. Happy sunset time. Hey, hey, hey. We are so happy to have you guys back. We are on week six out here. Holy smokes. I know. It's been wild. Uh, we're now in Beckway. We've yeah. moved the boat a couple of times. Uh, Beckway is an island still in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Last week when we were chatting with you, we were in Tobago Keys. Um, and then since then, we've moved to Myru and now to Beckway. So we've been moving the boat, and we're so excited to catch you guys up on everything. Yes, absolutely. But first, let's recap. Bring let's it follow back. up on what we left you hanging on last episode. Mm-hmm. So cockroaches. I think the cockroaches are gone, but Megan does not. I think that Houdini is still among us. Houdini-ing. <laughs> He's still out there. <laughs> still following his tricks. He's straight up gone from me. He's straight up houdini me for good. I haven't seen him at all. I've only seen one, one time, and it was when I was trying to get into the fridge. So, And then he scurried away and we lost him. So hopefully it's just the one that we can keep finding and hopefully we can nab him sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, but then... Uh, bandits, if you guys remember Ocean Bandits, they lent or they gave us the cockroach traps. Yes. And then they got cockroaches. I know. <laughs> I feel so bad. And that's a new development on their boat. When, yes. When we had told them a few weeks ago we had cockroaches, they were so nice to give us these cockroach traps and said, We feel like you guys need this more than we do. And then they spotted a couple of guys. Like instantly. Like it was like the next day or week or whatever it was. Like it was pretty quickly. (laughs) So I feel so bad that they gave us their stuff. Although they tried boric acid. And that seems like maybe that's the move that we need to do. Yeah, I definitely feel like if I see Houdini one more time, I'm getting some boric acid and we're going to find him. We're going to get him for good. (laughs) We're going to get him. That's the goal. Oh, And then our transmission. We still are not able to shift perfectly. (sighs) Yeah. What I have recognized is that when I go to just engage into gear, it's fine. But then when I rev it up, that's when it's not fully engaged. And that's when it's like skipping in and out of gear. And that's when it gets super dicey. Yeah. But yeah, I know exactly what's wrong with it here in Beckway at Dockside. They do have the cable I need. It's a little bit longer than I want. And it's about double the price of yeah. what I could have it shipped in for. So we're on the fence about it. I mean, I'm sure it won't. I'll never regret just fixing it right now and not having to have a questionable transmission. Mm, I know. Well, it is really tough because usually it's super hard to find anything that we need. And so when we find what we need, we don't really care too much about the price because if we need it, we need it. But our next stop from here is going to be in Martinique or one of our next stops, which has tons of chandleries. We're going to have so many options. And then we also have some friends flying in for New Year's in a couple weeks so they can bring us all the goodies that we want to Amazon. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, they do have it, which is awesome, but it's a little pricey, and we have a couple of other options in the next few weeks. It's just a matter of, do we want to do it now or yeah, not? Exactly. So we will let you know next week whether we decide to do it and get it done right and mm-hmm. soon, or just have a questionable transmission for the next week or, or two. Yeah. If next time we're talking to you, we're just drifting through an anchorage and we have a funny story about that, don't be surprised. Oh, man. So <laughs> this week, mm-hmm. 
We had a fun week. Yes, we did. It wasn't like super wildly exciting, I know, but it I, was fun. There was yeah. a lot of good highlights. Yeah, I feel like we're always like, this week was the craziest week, and it was finally like, it was a fun week. It was a super fun week. It wasn't crazy, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So last time on our podcast, we were had just gotten to Tobago Keys. We had just done one snorkel with turtles. Um, we did that quite a few more times. Oh. I think we spent two more full days Two and a half days yeah, in Tobago Keys? four in total. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we were only going to be there for one. Well, one night. We were going to be there for one day, one night, leave the next morning. Yeah. Tobago Keys lures me in. It's hard to leave that place. It always sucks us in. Yeah, we're like, one night, quick stopover. Four days later, we're yeah. like, do we need to leave today? Yeah. So to give you like a, an, a visual of what this place is, it's three tiny little islands. Like you can mm-hmm. walk across them in minutes, 10 yep. minutes. But they're tucked in perfectly, and then there's a reef that is like, it's called Horseshoe Reef, is it? I think so. That like just spans, I mean, it looks like when you're anchoring or grabbing a mooring ball that you're in the open ocean, Mm -hmm. but like you're just protected by this huge reef. Yeah. So it's the most beautiful backdrop. You have these three beautiful little islands. Well, then you have Caricou, and then you have Petite St. Vincent, Petite Martinique, Union. Like you can see all the islands from Mm -hmm. there in the distance. Yeah. But it's like picturesque Caribbean. I mean- I said this last time. I'm sticking. I'm sticking to my guns. It's my favorite anchorage in the Caribbean. It is very gorgeous. And then in front of the islands, it's this super super sandy bottom. So it's just gorgeous crystal blue. And then there's turtles popping up everywhere. You everywhere. can be sitting on your boat, and there's tons. You jump in the ocean, and there's tons. And then we also saw a lot of stingrays. Yes, which was really cool. And then so many starfish oh that was crazy i've never seen that many starfish in my entire life they were so pretty and we were snorkeling and probably only what 10 12 feet yeah so you could see them so clear and then you see like the sun rays and the little ripples over the starfish it was really cool it was so cool but the the only reason we left is because megan found the biggest barracuda she has ever seen in her her life. Oh my! <laughs> I would gosh, say it guys. was it was competing for the same size as Megan's body. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's five two, and this thing was at least five feet long. It was massive. He was huge. We see barracudas almost every time we go snorkeling. Yeah, and I really don't like them because they're kind of creepy and they've got the little snaggle tooth and they're eerie for sure. They see you and then they like circle back around and just watch you all the time, but. They're really pretty harmless, yeah. I would say. But most of the time, they're only, what, two feet yeah, long, Yeah, two, probably? maybe a three-footer's a big one. Yeah, yeah, This guy, we're snorkeling, having the best, most magical day. Like, I remember this vividly. I was laying on my back, just, like, sun in my face, just kicking, looking at the crystal blue water, the bright blue sky, and I roll over... And I see this massive barracuda. <laughs> it scared me. I thought it was a shark. I honestly thought it was a shark. It was so big. He was probably five feet long. And the scariest part is he was so thick. thick. <laughs> he was thick. I mean, most barracudas are like, they're like thin. Yeah. And they're like They're long, long and like skinny. Yeah. Dude, this guy has not been missing many meals. No. It had some girth. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think he was like as big as my rib cage is around like he was a big boy and then of course he's like swimming in front of us where get to like almost perpendicular to him and then he sees us and just turns and looks straight at us and i am like i am out of here turtles i love you but i need to get to the boat as fast as possible (laughs) and unfortunately but fortunately that was our last day there megan's like start this thing up we're moving out we're getting out of here (laughs) And we did have plans to go to Myru, Meru. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure how to say it. So if you know, let us know.
us know. Yeah. But, so yeah, so again, this is how I found out more of what was wrong with our transmission. Mm. I put it in gear, it starts to idle forward, we're chilling, take it in neutral, Megan pulls the mooring line, go to idle up in gear, and it just starts, it fe- It sounds like, like the transmission's not fully engaging, and it's like slipping almost. Mm-hmm. So I go down there, I manually put it in gear, pop back up. So I know exactly what's wrong with it. That's how I figured it out was kind of that experience, but another dicey situation leaving Tobago Keys. Oh, my gosh. Luckily, there was no boats directly behind us, but there were charter boats behind us and, of course, two islands and a reef system. (laughs) Yeah, and it was a really windy day, so we're just blowing through the anchorage. Yeah. Luckily, you got it to engage because that would have been scary. Yeah, so then we jumped over, was an hour, maybe an hour and 20 to Myru Mm -hmm. to Saline Bay. Mm -hmm. What a cool place that. That, is. that was cool. Yeah, so Myru is just another island as part of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. They have quite a few islands out here. Um, and so this one was just behind Tobago Keys and kind of around the corner. So we had such an easy sail, really. Oh, yeah. Well, we motored again. Shh, <laughs> we didn't people. sail. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really cool island. We came into this big bay, uh, lots of boats in there, and just this picturesque beach, just little one little beach bar, restaurant on the beach. It was really cute. Yeah, it was really cool. And then we, the next day, we hiked all the way up over the, the mountain, the mountain of the island. There was a beautiful little church on top. Yeah. But we hiked up to the top and then dropped down the other side into Salt Whistle Bay. Mm-hmm. Man, what a picturesque bay, too. Mm, that is such a beautiful bay. Unfortunately, this trip... We didn't go grab a mooring ball or anchor in there, but next trip we absolutely will. Oh, yeah. I mean, so many fun little beach bars. I mean, it's definitely set up for charters. That's Mm, the, mm -hmm. the vibe it has. But, hey, we'll be the first to admit we love places that are popular. Oh, yeah. We feel they're popular for a reason. Yes. And it's because they're awesome. It was so, it was so pretty. Just palm trees lining the beach. And then there's like these little shacks of people selling fresh coconut juice and, um, souvenirs and things like that so it was just a really good vibe there was people on the um charter boats that were paddleboarding around the bay just really pretty and just like a nice a good feeling yeah for sure it was really really awesome so then yeah we walked back up over the other side Stopped yeah. at a couple couple little places, got a lobster sandwich and a chicken oh, sandwich. So good. And it was cool from the, the view from the church at the top. Oh, yeah. You could see Tobago Keys. Oh, yeah. You could see a lot the of the islands. Yeah. So that was really fun to be able to, like, look, get to the top and then look out and see everything. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, walked back to the beach. And then that was an exciting night. Again, mm. about 10 p.m. Oh, my God. We're getting ready to go to bed. Things always seem to happen at 10 p.m. It's like sailing at night. Make sure you reef because things are going to get <laughs> sideways. Seems like around 10 p.m. on this boat, something always exciting happens. The real sundowners hits these <laughs> sailors, and everyone's feeling all sorts of wild. Yeah, so I see this spotlight. I thought somebody was spotlighting us, and it was pretty windy. Like, these gusts kept coming through the bay at, like, 20, 30 knots. Yeah. So I see a spotlight, and first thing I think is I want to make sure I'm not dragging. So I pop my head out of the hatch, and I see this boat just cruising through the bay. It's, I mean, it's pitch pitch black outside. There's no moon out yet. Mm-hmm. This boat's just cruising up through the bay, and he just stalls out. And I go, you got to be kidding him. And the guy's just right over the top of our anchor. It was Crazy. We have 120 feet of chain out, 130 feet of chain out. Yeah. And I was like, where does this guy think he's going to go? I was like, there's no way. I could tell he knew the catamaran off to his port side. So I was like, maybe they're just chatting. And then I just hear the anchor drop. (laughs) And I immediately just whistle as loud as I can whistle. (laughs) I'm like, hey, you're on top of my anchor. And this guy just goes, 
okay, and just starts paying out more chain. Yes, and he's inching in and closer and closer to us, and we're sitting there looking at the out the V birth hatch. We're like, what is his plan? Yeah, his anchor was where our anchor was. There was not enough room for him to go in front of us. Let alone if you're dropping where our anchor is, you're literally going to be where we are. So what, I yeah. don't know what the plan is. And you're not going to have enough chain out, and you're just going to drag right into us. <laughs> Yeah. But a couple of nights prior, uh, Hanu Time had our spotlight. Because oh <laughs> they, they had a dicey dinghy ride home one night out of Clifton. Yep. So we gave them our, our uh, torch. Uh-huh. So we didn't really have a light on us. And then as soon as I'm like, hey, you're on top of my anchor. I just see the torch light up from Hanu's Time <laughs> boat, which was anchored next to us. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that light looks familiar. <laughs> Josh and Tamara are up. <laughs> on deck. Josh is like, you need to re-anchor. <laughs> and then the funniest part was like, so then we grab another flashlight. So Josh is spotlighting this guy as he's seriously probably, what, eight feet from mm-hmm. our boat. And then I grab another flashlight. So Travis is spotlighting this guy. And this guy starts yelling. And he's like, turn off your light. <laughs> and then you hear Josh from across the bay. Move your boat. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was so good. Uh, Thankfully. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just glad that he he did pull anchor and went and re-anchored way in the back. If you're new to cruising and you pull into mm. a bay after dark, anchor in the back. Yep. Nobody's going to be mad at you. Every Everything's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. We've all had to go into bays at night. It's not that fun. So we understand. Just pull in the bag. Yeah, it's find fine. a nice, decently shallow patch to anchor in. I mean, that whole bay was like 22 feet deep. So and it like, was a large bay. Yeah, it was there huge. Wasn't, <laughs> there was space for him to just pull in the bag somewhere. He didn't have to go to the front row. Yeah, and then in the morning, pull anchor and go find your perfect little hole. When you can see everyone's boats, where you can see where people's anchors probably are. Yeah. Yeah. So that but, was exciting. He went and re-anchored. And really the reason that... I mean, I would have yelled at him either way. I didn't yell at him. I was just telling him loudly. <laughs> but because we were leaving that morning. We yeah. were leaving the next morning. And I was like, dude, there's no way I'm going to be able to get my anchor out from under this guy's boat in the morning if this right. dude's passed out and I can't get him to wake up. Like, that's going to ruin our whole day. Yeah. So he re-anchored. And then the next morning, we had an exciting sail. And I say sail because we finally sailed. We did sail. But you can't forget and give this guy the credit about how he told us our anchor was down. Oh, yeah, because we left our anchor down again. <laughs> it is always chaos with this transmission to, like, make sure this boat's going and the transmission's engaged. So my role is to go pull the anchor up fully. Mm-hmm. And I have neglected to do that most times at this point. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so, luckily, we had this issue already once on the way to Sandy Island. And then this guy did pull pull anchor and then re-anchored in the back of the pack and then the next morning when we were getting ready to go he was sitting on deck and saw us pulling out of the anchorage we feel like everything's good the transmission's working all this stuff and then he starts yelling at us and we're like what does this guy want now yeah and he's motioning and finally we realize and we look at each other and travis goes is the anchor up and i'm like (laughs) i don't know did you pull it up and he's like dang it so this guy did redeem himself yeah he did by saving us another issue of the boat vibrating and being like what is that yeah so this this will be the last anchor story. I'm not confident, but I'm hopeful. Probably not. Let's be honest. But yeah, uh, then the sail to Beckway was um, exciting. Yeah, so I guess we're in the Christmas winds right now. That's kind of what we're hearing. So the Christmas winds where it just starts to blow really hard for like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's never fun to go sail during the Christmas winds. Yeah. And there was like the day that we were going to leave that morning was like the last good day before like a week of like really strong winds. Really so- strong winds and the wrong angle. And when it blows so strongly for so long 
the waves get kicked up and it's just really not a good situation. Yeah. So yeah. So this was like our last weather window for the next foreseeable ten days. Yep. And we're like, we have to move. I mean, Meru was cool and I probably could have spent one or two more days there. Oh yeah, for sure. But I didn't want to be stuck for stuck there for ten or more days. Right, exactly. So we wanted There's to get to Beckway. Not enough to do. Mm-hmm. So, man, we pull anchor. It's a beautiful morning. It's, what, 8 in the morning? Seven, mm-hmm. Yeah, 8 probably because we we probably, we probably wanted to leave at 8. So if we're saying this story and repeat, it's probably about 8.30 or 8.45 because we're late to everything. So <laughs> You know us, you know. <laughs> so I'm saying it's like 8.15. It's a beautiful morning. We fire up the boat. Everything's going good. We get the anchor up, and we are just cruising out of the bay. We're the first one to throw our sails up. Like there's like four boats leaving the bay at the same time. It was like a highway out there. Oh. Everybody saw that as the last weather window and was like, we have to get north. Yeah. So there's like four boats. We point up into the wind, pull some sail out. Mm-hmm. We're just starting to fly. We're turn off the engine. We're just having the best old time. The wind's like blowing 14 on the beam. We are chilling. We're like, oh, okay, this is going to be a good sail. Uh, Yeah, well, and then Travis had been smack talking Hanu time that morning too when they were pulling out and they wanted it to be a race oh yeah for sure it was a race yeah so travis was like let's get the sails out let's go it was a really fun sail so honey time had left probably what 15 minutes 10 yeah before us 10 minutes before us yeah and then we get out there it's sunshiny everyone's having great wind tamara and i are chatting on the vhf just laughing having a good time and then about an hour an hour into, hour the sail, into it we start to see dark clouds roll over uh, Canawan, which is one of the islands that we yeah. were passing. And we're like, that doesn't look good. So we were like, we were pushing the boat. We're like, we got to get ahead of this storm. Like, we need mm-hmm. to make sure. I mean, it just it's just getting darker and bigger and darker and bigger. And I, Honey Time radioed over to us. They're like, hey, you seeing that? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, you think we're going to be good? And I was like, I think we're going to outrun it. And they're like, okay. And we're just flying. Like, yeah. We were sailing about as fast as we could sail. I mean, it was only 14 knots. We couldn't push the boat too hard. Mm-hmm. But, like, we were flying, and for another 45 minutes, I was like, ah, we're outrunning this thing. Yep. We're out. Like, I was singing Kenny Chesney songs in my mind about outrunning storms and whatnot. <laughs> I was like, ah, we got this, man. This is no big deal. Yeah, because usually out here, you'll see a squall, and it's really dark clouds, and it looks nasty, but it comes and it goes pretty yep. quickly. Yep. So, typically, if it's already past you, and the wind's blowing past you, yep. it won't come against the wind to come towards you. Well, for some reason, this one just kept building and it building, was, and we couldn't get past it. It was crazy. The thing just kept, like, off to the horizon to our starboard side, man. It just kept getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. And finally, like, it was behind us, and then it was at us, and then it was in front of us. And I remember the first time I had the realization, I was like, we're not outrunning this. Like, it started to rain, and it was the rain was way ahead of us. And yeah. I was like, there's no way we're getting out of this. Yeah, and honey time at this point was a little bit further offshore than we were we were hugging the island a little bit closer and so they had radioed over us and they were like hey it looks like it's right over you guys are you getting wet like let us know because they had fishing lines out and everything and we're like no so far we're good like the boat's chilling um and they're like okay let us know as soon as you start to feel rain and all of a sudden it just smacked us this thing came on so freaking fast it was 14 knots 18 knots 20 knots 22 knots 26 knots 28 knots i mean that fast man i was just watching the wind gauge Mm -hmm. and i was like oh man i grabbed the handheld hanu reef now and i just throw the handheld in the cockpit and they're like trying to respond i was like ah (laughs) the wind's howling we're letting the sails out the sails are whipping around you can hear hanu time on the vhf on the ground just being like 
like it was just like chaos. We don't know what happened, but I feel like we handled pretty oh, well. Yeah. We let the boom out. We reefed the uh, headsail, and then the boat just chilled. But yeah. then, but the storm just sat at probably twenty-eight to thirty-one for like. 10 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes straight. It was gnarly. And, and when you're in that, you have no idea where the storm's going. Yep. This thing could peter out in five minutes, or this thing could go to 40 knots. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, it could just continually build. So we were just praying that it wasn't going to continue to build, yeah. and it didn't. I mean, it chilled. It chilled. I mean, it, that first gust that hit us, our wind instrument read 58 I personally don't believe it, but Megan says it's a wind instrument. Why would it lie to us? I mean, I'm not saying that I felt like it was 60 knots out here, but I'm saying that where did it get that measurement? You know what I mean? And it was chaos quick. The smart computer's just like, yep, this is a good number. I don't know. (laughs) I I don't have an answer for how that number appeared on the wind instrument, Yeah, it did say that. And it was, I mean, it was the wettest sail. It wasn't crazy. I mean, it just poured buckets of rain. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen our boat, we have a spray hood, thankfully, and then we have a bimini, but we have no like full enclosure. And the wind was blowing, you know, 18 to whatever, 28 knots, mm-hmm. and it was just sideways. Yep. So like there's no way we can hide from this. The wind angle mm-hmm. on a reach, like it's just blowing straight through the cockpit yeah. of, the, of the boat. Yep. And um, good friend Travis here has not <laughs> installed the autopilot yet. Oh, Megan had a famous line during this sale. What did you say to I me? Don't, I don't remember. Yeah, Josh was talking yeah. to me, and I'm like, hey, because they have a full enclosure. So we were talking on the VHF, and I asked them if they were getting wet or if they were dry in their full enclosure or something. He's like, no, it's it's pretty salty in here. How are you guys? And I was like, well, I'm down below, and Travis is upstairs, hand steering, getting soaked, and I'm letting him think about the decisions <laughs> he's made because I wanted the autopilot to be installed. So then Fair. at least we could have set it, and then we could have just peeked our head out here and you know fair but the autopilot will be installed this week next podcast i will be talking to you about how awesome our autopilot is working everybody here that's listening better be holding him yeah hold me to it (laughs) i'm gonna do it yeah so it was really wet and i think we forgot to talk about like how long the sail was oh yeah so but the sail itself was probably what 25 miles yeah which on a sailboat is five hours yeah Mm-hmm. So about an hour and 45 minutes of awesome sailing and then three hours and 15 minutes of just getting hammered by wind and rain. I mean, pelting. Constantly. Pelting rain. Like yeah. I was like hypothermic. I was so cold out here. I didn't have my fallies on or anything because we were in the Caribbean. I'm not putting fallies on out here. Right, yeah. I was like violently shaking by the time we got to Beckway. I was so cold. Yeah. Just standing in the rain. I had a long sleeve like sun shirt on, mm-hmm. soaked, just absolutely drenched. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like I said, usually these storms come and they blow right through. Yeah. So who knew that you would be sitting out here hamstering for the next three hours yeah. in pouring rain? And then we are learning a little bit because we did close our hatches. But Most we of them. did not close the side hatch. The little side port hatches. That goes straight into our bedroom. So at one point during the sale, I walked downstairs and I thought we had a leak. We had so much water I mean, dripping. Our, our entire stateroom, like our bed, the little couch in there, all the clothes, everything on, on the ceiling. Because basically <laughs> just picture 
the boat was on just enough of a lean where that hatch window was just directly in line with the rain. And the rain and was the going. Waves. Yeah, rain was going straight into that window. It was for several hours. Crazy. Yeah. So then all of a sudden everything soaked. And we have quite a few leaks that we haven't figured out yet. So we've got leaks and everything's dripping. I just the amount of rain, our boat was not prepared for that. Yeah. But there was a wonderful experience in the midst of all of this. What was that? Uh, I'm downstairs with Kala because our cat gets a little bit uneasy and I don't like having her in the cockpit when it's bad condition. So I tried to bring her downstairs. I'm sitting with her and Travis is out here getting soaked. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's like, oh my gosh, what was that? And I'm thinking that it's another boat it's- because there was super dark clouds. You said that there was multiple boats kind of like in the same area that you couldn't even see. Yeah, dude. I mean, every boat out here, like it was crazy. The boats would just come out of like the thick of the rain and you'd be hundreds of meters apart, like on a crash course. It was terrifying out here. We had nav lights on in the middle of the day and I don't think it actually, I mean, it (laughs) helped, but like we needed more. (laughs) Yeah, there were so many boats. So going both directions. So when I'm down below and I hear Travis go, oh my gosh, I'm like, oh no, like there's a boat coming right for us or something. I didn't know what it was. Something massive came out of the water and it, like I was so in my trance of sailing, holding a compass course, like, we're just cruising, and like you can only like head on a swivel, looking for boats in all directions, and something just right next to the boat jumps out of the water, fully out of the water. It shocked me. Yeah, and he's like, "Come up here, come up here, hurry!" And I'm like, "Is this good? Is this bad? I don't know." So I pop my head out, and there were so many dolphins. More dolphins than I've ever seen in my entire life. I like I was scanning the water. Well, there was one pod right next to our boat. Right. I mean, literally two feet off of the side of our boat. And they have these really bright pink bellies. They were gorgeous. And then I looked past those guys and I started scanning the rest of the water. And just it was pod after pod after pod just playing in all the water and all the waves. I would guess there's probably 100 dolphins out there. Yeah, I mean, I've never ever, like exactly what you're saying, like dozens of dolphins jumping at one time. Mm -hmm. Like dozens coming out of the water at one time. It was insane. It was insane. And Travis was nice enough to run downstairs while I was watching the dolphins. And he grabs a phone and I start just looking out and holding the phone, hoping that it's capturing something. And at one point I glanced in at the phone and I had it, up and down right vertical vertically and i was looking down i was like i can't you can't even see all the dolphins so i turned it horizontal and it's just the whole frame that my eyes could capture the whole frame that the the phone could capture i mean just in all directions just so many dolphins with bright pink bellies it was incredible yeah they were all jumping out of the water like in unison it was crazy just like one i don't know pod after another Uh pod like it was so unbelievable Oh, such cuties. Yeah. So then we made it into Beckway. Yes. As soon as the squall and everything just dissipated. Like, I mean, it was still gray, but there was no more rain, really. Mm -hmm. Came in and anchored, and it was, like, pretty calm when we anchored. Yeah. And then for the remaining three nights, we just got got rolled, (laughs) rocked and rolled all night, literally from, like, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Every single night, just violent rocks. Like, we had cups of water, like, on our side nightstand kind of things and dude they would just get thrown off the Mm -hmm. bed yeah 
crazy. It was crazy. And it's always with the tide change, usually. And yeah. I think it's just really unusual because there's been so much wind. Like Travis said, we're in the Christmas wind. So it's just gusting into the 20s and 30s constantly. And so then the the swell that brings into this bay was just, and we were kind of at the back, was just rocking and rolling us. I mean, we were back there with catamarans. And catamarans notoriously don't roll as much as monoholes do. And they were rocking and rolling yeah. and re-anchoring because it was so rolly. That was brutal. So luckily today we moved the boat, though. Yeah. Which was a huge, huge yeah, thing. Yeah, poor Cala got seasick last night at mm-hmm. anchor. Yeah. So we had to move the boat today. And, man, where we are now, we are chilling. Yeah. It yeah. is so calm over here. I know, yeah. And in Beckway, there's kind of two main anchorages, one kind of on the more northern side and one on the southern side. And this is our third time in Beckway now. And we always normally anchor on the northern side. And this being our third season, we're really into the let's do things we haven't done before. Even if we're going to the same places, we want to try new anchorages, we try new restaurants, new grocery stores. Like we just really want to experience new things. So we're like, let's anchor on the south side, which is where most boats do. We're like, you can swim from your boat to the beach. Like, let's try this. Don't We're like, do- nope, we shouldn't have tried something new. <laughs> yeah, sometimes just the old trusty is the way to go. Uh, yeah. We got rocked and rolled so bad. I haven't slept in like four nights. It's just I been know. miserable. It has been bad, but hopefully tonight will be better. Oh, tonight we're going to sleep so good tonight. But last night was fun. We had a little yes. Ryan on Low Expectations, Ryan and Andrea. Mm-hmm. Organized a little beach barbecue. I know that was so cute. I was I didn't know what that entailed because yeah. I was like I don't have a barbecue. Are right. they, do they have a portable barbecue? I mean maybe. Yeah, and like, they got little briquettes or coals from yeah. the store and made like a little sand rock uh-huh. fire pit stove thing. It was so cool. Yeah, so they just dug a hole in the sand on the beach. Yep, and then they put the coals underneath. And they had a grate on top, and they just had everyone bring your own meat and snacks and whatever, and they invited a ton of boats, and there were so many kids there hanging out. The kids were swimming in the water. The adults were socializing. We got to meet so many new boats, so that was really cool. We started at, like, 3, and it was bright and sunny and beautiful, and then we stayed all the way until sunset and watched the sun go down from the beach and had some barbecued chicken, and it was really good. It was. It was really fun. I I miss more of, like, that community aspect of cruising. That was, like, Mm -hmm. the first big you know cruiser event that we've really done this season yeah so it was awesome mm-hmm. i enjoyed that yeah so that was really fun and then today we had no expectations at all for today or no plans today we got rocked again last night couldn't sleep we re-anchored this morning and right when we dropped the anchor we get a message from hanu time saying hey we're gonna go on a hike you got in a few hours you guys want to come and we're like oh well we don't have any other plans like for sure let's go on a hike and they're like cool we want to walk to the other side of beckway um, and just check out a resort. And I mean, Beckway is small. Yeah. Like, we keep talking about it like it's a big island. I mean, I don't know. Do you know how far it is? I don't. I mean, we walked half of it today. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe five miles, ten miles? Yeah. I don't know. Something don't know. like that. It's a very small island. So they were like, we're going to walk to the other side. There's a resort over there with a golf course and a pool. We're going to go check it out. We're like, cool. So we set off on this adventure with Hanu Time and Ocean Bandits. And we're walking, and we're like almost to the resort. And there's an arrow that points left that says up to cinnamon garden this way and then right is to the resort where we were going to go and we're all kind of talking like what's cinnamon garden like there's a huge sign for it it must be something awesome and the way that the the street and the sign looked is that it looked like it would be up around the corner yep big old sign big old arrow like you're right here go come check us out cinnamon garden sounds so euphoric and wonderful we're like okay let's go check out what cinnamon garden is so we walk up there it's so steep. <laughs> Silly steep. <laughs> we keep walking. No cinnamon garden. 
no cinnamon sticks, nothing for and so long. Found a couple cool views, but that was about it. Yes, and got questioned about trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. But no, nothing. They said we were, could go check it out. We're just trying to look at our view, see if we could see our boats. Yeah, we. I mean, we were just in a very um, desolate part of the island where there's a lot of new construction, but a, not a lot, not a lot of life going on. So people yeah. were kind of like, "What are you doing yeah. here? <laughs> you look lost. Can I help you?" Yeah. And so finally, we talked to that guy, and we say, "You know, we're looking for Cinnamon Garden," and he kind of laughs, and he's like, "It's up that way," and we're like. Okay, and he was doing some yard work with some family members or whatever, and he walks back to his his friends, and he's like, yeah, these guys want to go to Cinnamon Garden, and everyone kind of laughs, and we're like, that's weird. can't be that hard of a hike. Like, they're laughing at us. Like, we can, we got this. Yeah. So then we keep walking up. Yeah, and then we met a guy that was driving past us who's kind of asked the same thing, like, what are you guys doing? We were, like, on a dirt road at this point, like, no mm-hmm. pavement, like, no houses, like, out in the sticks in Beckway. Yeah. And we, we just kind of said, we're looking for Cinnamon Garden. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, you can continue on this way, but come up to my house and check it out. Yeah. And it was, this guy has the most beautiful view I have ever seen on, I, I cannot believe the guy lived there. Yeah. It was like a 270 degree view. Like you could see all mainland St. Vincent. You could see like all, it was unreal. Yeah, it was like beautiful. All the way west to all the way east. You could pretty much see like all of it. He had a hot tub outside. Yeah. Hammock hanging out. Like he had like a little incredible. patio. Yeah, a little patio that was like set up for like chairs and hanging out. A little coffee nook maybe. It looked so yeah. freaking cool. And so nice of him to just see a bunch of people walking up the street. And he's like, I know a place you can take some pictures up here. Like, yeah. Just go on in and just lets us walk around his house and take photos and that was really cool yeah so then fast forward another freaking hour i don't know we're just walking up this grassy tall grassy hill we lost any sort of road or trail yeah it's just all overgrown shrubbery yeah for a while and then we just pop out on a road and then yeah and then we're continuing to walk and tanner's like there's a park tanner from ocean man it's like there's a park right here and we didn't really know where to go so again we walk up this little shrubby hill (laughs) and it was this what was it called? I forget what it was called. Um, I forget. Yeah. It was the prettiest little park. It was unreal. Ursula or something. It was on the rock, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It was like Skyview Park or something like that. Something like that, yeah. But it was so pretty. There's like a couple of little tables. There's like a little concession stand up there. Like maybe they do like barbecues or mm-hmm. events up there or something. And there's like a little brick oven up there. Yeah. It was pretty neat. It was and it had beautiful view of mainland St. Vincent and the rock cliffs and ev- faces and everything. Yeah. It was really cool. So then we're up there. We're like, wow, this is awesome. Like, how do people get up here? What is this for? Like, I can't believe you have to walk up the side of a hill to get here. And then we look and there's just like a perfectly paved yeah, road little path. path up there. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay, this must be the way. So we took some photos, looked at the sites, went back down this little path and this very nice paved path. And you can start to see the the landscape changes a little bit. And there's like freshly planted palm trees and hibiscus flowers and all these different types of plants and trees that are very thoughtfully placed. Yeah. And we start looking around and we're like, these are like hiding some houses. Like there must be houses down there. So we start peeking through and we're like, okay, these are massive houses. So now yeah. we're like at the top of the mountain in these really, really rich houses. Yes. Unbelievably big and beautiful houses. Like like Megan said, like the most immaculate landscaping. It was so neat. Yeah. So then Tanner's looking at his phone and he's like, okay, well, if we want to get to this resort that we wanted to go see the pool and everything at, um, he's like, we got to follow this road. So we start following this road. It is like straight down. 
And then straight up. I mean, it's like 60%. Like, it is so steep, up and down. Like, it's burning muscles I didn't know I had. (sighs) Yeah, so we hike down, and we hike up, and we hike down. I mean, it was just on and on and on, right? And we're passing all these great houses, beautiful views, all these things. And all of a sudden, we're standing there, and we're, like, taking a water break and looking around. Which way do we go? Kind of looking at the map. And there's a sign that I see that says, Lots for Sale. And I'm like, Travis and I always talk about, like, could you live here? Would you buy a house here? Should we move here? as a joke. So I see lots for sale, and I look at Travis, and I'm like, hey, lots for sale. Should we should we move here? There's a phone number. <laughs> and then I read down at the very bottom of the sign. It says, cinnamongardenestates.com. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Is this whole area Cinnamon Garden? Like, we thought Cinnamon Garden was a garden. A location. A Cinnamon Garden. I wanted to go to a botanical (laughs) garden today. And we, at this point, were kind of bummed. We're like, well, maybe there's no Cinnamon Garden up here. Like, we found a cool park and we found some cool views, but didn't find the Cinnamon Garden. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, this whole area is Cinnamon Garden. Yeah. And then I think it clicked for everybody, like, at the same time. And we're all dying of laughter. And we're like, this sign is pointing us to the nicest richest part of the island yep it's a whole community of really rich people's houses yeah the whole thing is cinnamon garden not just one little estate (laughs) our bad (laughs) it was quite quite a a unique experience for us but i'm glad everyone realized it and we got a good chuckle out of it and now anytime we see cinnamon garden it's gonna be funny yeah it was quite an quite an adventure because then it eventually looped us back around to where we were going in the first place to that resort um and the views are really pretty it comes out and you're just like looking at again a whole beach lined with palm trees and blue water so pretty yeah, all the boring, wonderful, picturesque things we keep describing over and over. Um, but yeah, eventually we got there. So we just took the long way. Yeah, around, the really long. I mean, what are we at today? We're at 16,100 steps today. Mm-hmm. So the real long way today. Yep. And then we did get to the resort eventually. Yeah. And, um, they have a golf course there and a nice pool and a little salt dispensary. What do you call yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> salt tasting room. Yeah. I don't know. That was unique. We just lounged out in these massive lawn chairs and hung out and just took in the view. We got some ice cream at the restaurant Nutmeg at the resort. Ice cream is a game changer. It was the best ice cream I've had in my life. It's a game changer. Was that was homemade. so good. Homemade, so creamy, the right amount. It was nutmeg ice cream with like fresh nutmeg on top. Oh my gosh. I want some more right now. Let's yeah, go back. I'm with you. It was beautiful. So then we got to walk around that property and then we walked up one street it seemed like and we were back to where it forked to <laughs> yeah. go to cinnamon garden so we're like if we would have just come this way the whole day would have been different turned, yeah so it ended up being an all-day endeavor oh yeah we just got back a little bit ago but it was worth it it, it was, was so cool it was incredibly worth it yeah, so, absolutely what a super fun day so what a fun week yeah very busy week totally but nothing crazy all mostly fun mm-hmm. so yeah. and what's something you learned this week Oh, something I learned this week. When we were in Myru in Saline Bay, a cruise ship came in, and we were talking to some locals. The cruise ship came in, and they set up this beautiful beach barbecue, and they had, like, tables and tablecloths. It was so beautiful and pretty. Mm -hmm. And there's just, like, a bunch of locals standing kind of out in front of the gated area where they're doing this whole thing at. And the locals were saying that since the cruise ship comes in and hosts, you know, free food, free free drink, that the local community really doesn't benefit much from these these cruise ships stopping by their bay. Mm-hmm. And it was like really sad. Like you have three thousand people coming off this cruise ship, and the locals barely benefit at all from it. 
know. Maybe a couple of little t-shirt stands here and there. But, I mean, I learned that if I go on a cruise ship and we go and there's a beach barbecue, I'm getting off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go find some local restaurants and some local, you know, events, bakeries, bars, whatever it is, and go spend a little bit of your hard-earned money on the locals that are going to have to sit there and clean up your dirty beach after you leave. Totally. So that's something I learned. Totally agreed. I mean, it was kind of sad to see, you know, the locals there trying to get people to go down, just down the beach. I mean, a hundred yards. Yeah, nothing. Down the beach. And they've got a gorgeous patio overlooking the ocean, like super cute little place, and people just have no desire to go down there. And then we continued up that road, and it's just like every turn is a new restaurant yeah. so many cute places that you know have like tablecloths of things that you know they put out every morning and hope someone comes and eats and then they go you know I, it was very sad to to see like how many people are putting such an effort in and have such nice cute little places it was hard for us to choose we ended up getting lunch yeah. but it was hard to choose which place it really was um but yeah that's a good perspective yeah for sure to, to really learn that if you ever go on a cruise what about you there's so much to other islands yeah Absolutely, there really is. There's so much off the beaten path. What, um, what have you learned? Something I learned this week is to not sit on the ocean floor unless you're oh. wearing <laughs> shorts, like swim shorts. Yeah. Because when we were found the starfish, at one point we found um, probably, what, 10 in an area? And I wanted to take this cool photo of like swimming down and like sitting on the floor and then Travis had to take, take a photo from the top yep. of the water and like looking down at me, just kind of like surrounded by all these starfish. And so I swam down and I sat on the the seafloor for just a half a second. Half a second, no joke. And I get back up and I didn't feel anything at the time. And I was like, okay, well, the, I think the GoPro died or something. Yeah, so I jump back it up. It froze, yeah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then we're swimming back to shore and I'm like, okay. My butt hurts so bad. And I thought maybe something got stuck in my swimsuit bottoms. Um, we had just hiked to the top of that island in yep. Tobago Keys. So we'd been around cactuses and stuff. I was like, maybe something got caught in my swim bottoms. Um, and we're swimming back. And then we're in. I get out of the water and <laughs> I just start burning so bad like a tingling feeling and i'm like travis look is there something <laughs> happening like it burns so bad and i had these like, like three big welts yeah so something stung me a little urchin down there right under the sand gotcha i guess so but i was like of course i'm not wearing like a lot of times when we go snorkeling i'm in like a shirt or shorts or something but i was like of course i'm just like in like regular swimsuit bottoms and Anyways, it hurt for like two days, yeah. and they were like red welts. It was bad. I don't so, know what it was, but it got you. And it looked like a perfectly clear sandy spot. Yeah, it absolutely it did. Never know what's down there. So don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our sixth week out here. Fifth week out here, going on our sixth now. Yeah, I don't know. I'm losing track. Yeah, I am kind of losing track either. How long have we been out here? I don't know. Anyways, Could be a year. Yeah. Could be a week. Who knows? <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.